Okay. Welcome to Chihuahua Bat 2.0, Surviving in the Public Classroom. I am Swan, one of the Chihuahua Bats. The other crazy Chihuahua Bat, my friend Mala, uh, is up in Wisconsin at her family cabin enjoying nice, nice weather. <laughs> Unlike us down here in Texas, we're sweating. Um, Mala and I are retired public educators. We spent 30 years in uh the classroom teaching Espanol, and when we retired, we wanted to pursue our passions. Now, Mala's passion is art. She's a very good artist. She paints with a palette knife, mind you. She will not use a brush. She's very, yeah, and she's really, really good. She won't tell you that. Um, and she exhibits at a gallery in Wimberley called Art on Twelve. And I mentioned this the other day, and I'm going to mention it again because so many people messaged me and said. I didn't see Mala's wall at the gallery, and she doesn't paint by the name Mala. She paints by Cheryl. So if you do go there, don't ask to see Mala's wall. You'll have to ask to see Cheryl's wall. So that's what she's doing when we're not collaborating. I, on the other hand, wanted to be an advocate for teachers still in the classroom or anyone thinking about going into the classroom or just anyone that's having a challenge, which last year that was a lot <laughs> in the classroom. So that's my passion. And then I also, I love to write about teaching and, and the experiences that you can uh, find yourself in in that career. So in 2018, I published a book called Memoir of a Chihuahua Bat. And it highlights a five-year period in my teaching career where I was faced with just unbelievable challenges. And, and I tell people this, and I, I mean it sincerely, if anyone had ever told me that I would have been asked to teach in that situation, I really wouldn't have believed it. And But it happened, and so part of the message is it can happen, and then when it does, uh, you have a choice. I mean, you can complain and whine and moan, or you can choose to be part of the solution. And that's what I did. And, and I didn't do it alone. I had, Mala was my department chair. Thank goodness she got me through that. And my, my crazy colleagues that I refer to as the breakfast club, uh, every morning we'd meet for coffee and they honestly, honestly helped me get in the right frame of mind to go in and work with my students. Cause it wasn't the students fault that I was in that situation. So you have to keep that in mind. They're not at fault there. So if you find yourself facing challenges, uh, just remember uh, success is really going to be up to you and you have the power to change your course if you will so desire to do so. Uh, Memoir of a Chihuahua Bat, you can find it on Amazon or on my webpage, chihuahuabat.com. So uh, I'm excited because I'm back with my series of talking with teachers and they're sharing their journey. And one of the cool things is I get to connect with people I've taught with. And today I'm so excited because I get to talk with my dear, dear friend, Jules. Her real name's Julie. I call her Jules. <laughs> and um, Jules, you and I met in 2010 when we both were brand new teachers at Robinson. But we're going to start at the beginning and just have you talk about why teaching, why did you want to be a teacher, why were you crazy enough <laughs> to be a teacher? Well, I never originally wanted to be a teacher. Um, nor I, so that's, there you go. <laughs> um, I grew up in Northern Ireland and I just loved languages. I was very fortunate because we um, spent a month every year inside of France. So I was yeah. able to pick up the language and just loved it. Yes. Um, so when I was um, <laughs> at college age, I decided to do a multilingual secretarial um, 
associate's degree. Cool. And um, that took me to Belgium, um, where I worked. I was going to work for two years and then go back home, but I met my husband there and uh, <laughs> ended up staying for 15 years. Wow. Uh, so yeah. um, just there I picked up Dutch as well. And yeah. so we just lived a really nice life in a little village in um, Flanders near the Dutch border. Cool. And I just loved it. So yeah. um, my husband was a full-time orchestra player. Yes. And was getting a little frustrated with the orchestra scene uh, and yeah, decided to try something else. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he looked for teaching jobs. And lo and behold, we ended up in Waco, Texas, and where he got a job at Baylor teaching French horn. So, what a leap, Belgium yeah. to Waco, Texas. <laughs> I did that from Northern Ireland, Belgium, and right. over here. So um, it was an interesting change. Um, yes. I think actually he had more culture shock than we did because okay. he'd been gone for 16 years. Yeah. And things had changed enormously. Oh, absolutely. We had no idea what it was going to be like, so we were just coming right. new. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, six of us, four kids, and as we piled to Waco, Texas, and <laughs> um, the second year I was here, uh, yeah. I, a friend told me that her friend, who was a French teacher at Midway High School, was going to have a baby and they were desperately looking for someone who could teach her one class of French and she had two classes of English. Okay. So, well, I said, okay, I'll try that. Um, yeah. So I did a long-term sub for her for six weeks and actually really enjoyed the French class. Wasn't such a fan of the English class, gotcha. but I'm not an English, you know. Yeah. <laughs> not, I got you. <laughs> not my strength. Um, so then I decided that, um, you know, I would keep doing that. So I kept subbing for a while. Um, Mary Hall, who was the French teacher at Midway at the time, um, wow. her husband was ill and she needed to take a nine-week break. Wow. Um, so I did that long-term sub for her too and, and cool. loved it. That was full-time French. And I just decided, that's what I like doing. This is what I want to do. <laughs> and then cool. I... Um, you know, have, being a sub, you know, I'd walk right. into the classroom and the kids would go, yay, sub, and I'd start talking to them in French and their faces would fall. Not, uh, not so gay. <laughs> so I thought, I want to be the, not the, yay, it's a sub, I want to be the real teacher. Right. Um, yeah, so there I'm is a, a difference. There, there is a big difference. Yeah. Um, so I was very fortunate um, with Jeff working at Baylor. Um, they, I would be able to go to Baylor and right. only pay fees. Right. Um, so I took a long ride. It took me seven years to finish because okay. I went part-time. Well, and you um, had a family. Because too. I have four kids, four little kids, and I was subbing to sure. pay for my habits. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. so I um, finished up in 2010. Um, uh-huh. During my, in Baylor, they had you do a TA year, or a teaching right. assistant, where you yeah. had to do a full year. And I did that midway um, with Esther Wetzing. And then um, my intern year was a full year, full-time. And I did that again at Midway with Esther Boynton because there weren't many options in the area. Right. Yeah. And I couldn't really Yeah, we travel. talked about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I, I just loved it, really enjoyed right. it. And um, in that TA year and also um, my intern year, actually, because Fridays I had other things, so I was able to go to um, Robinson. I was helping Robinson as they did virtual school for their kiddos who were right. finishing up their French program. Right. Um, so when I graduated, Jeannie Johnson, who was the principal yes. at Robinson, she contacted me and she said, well, well, how would you like to come back and restart the French program? Um, part-time, but, you know, I said, sure. That's perfect, part-time. <laughs> yeah, right? so I started, I did my first year, um, first two years part-time. I really enjoyed I it. that. Uh, and I worked up to French 3 uh, yeah. in my third year. Yeah. Really that was a big accomplishment. It was yeah. great. Yeah, because Robinson is a small district, and foreign language was was not their emphasis no. at all. So mm-hmm. we kind of fought that war. It was. Together. I, mean, I remember being at a parent, and a parent telling me, "Well, you know, I really want to do French, and I just don't understand it." I mean, he told me to do Spanish. I'm like, um, you're, talking, oh. "You're talking to the French teacher." <laughs> 
didn't realize I liked it. <laughs> yes. oh, so, yeah. you know, sometimes fighting a, yes, a, a battle, battle, but a um, battle. I enjoyed yeah. it. And the kiddos that we had there okay. were great. And that was when I met you. Yeah, we did. Great department, you know, you yeah. and Gloria and yeah. John, and, you know, just working together. And, yes. We um, had a good time. I, I, I do remember, though, you know, that first year we were new together. And you remember that was the year in service they had us on these scavenger hunts, okay? So I know nothing about Waco, right? I had just been there maybe two weeks, and you were on crutches. Do you remember that? So we were both going like, this is not fun for us. (laughs) But anyway, we survived that. We saw a lot of Waco. Yeah, we did. I I think we also took some shortcuts. (laughs) Well, you had to. Yeah. My gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And I I also uh, remember at one point, they had you in three different classrooms, right. two different campuses. Do you remember that? Yeah. So they worked really hard to get me full time. They um, did. Which was great. Um, so they had, um, I did one through three in the high school. Right. And then I had um, my junior high class that I loved. I mean, those kids were great. Yes. And I had no program with those kids. It was just an introduction to French class. There was no onus on getting them through a certain test right. or getting them to a certain point. So we just had fun. We just yeah, loved that. That's the way to teach it, <laughs> yeah, right? It was, it was a lot of fun. And they liked it. Yeah, they right? did. They loved it. Yeah. We had a lot of fun. And yeah. I just, I enjoyed it, even though, yeah, I had three rooms. So I had my little room for my upper level, which was a I small class. <laughs> and then I had my yeah. big room um, yeah, for my regular two, classes. And then you had my little junior high room. Class. Yeah, because I, I remember we ended up helping you decorate like two different right. rooms. So yeah, you know me, I can't have a naked room. No, so. <laughs> I'm not like foreign language teacher. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't remember thinking, Jules, this is going to kill you. <laughs> but anyway, we did it. We got mm-hmm. through it, right? Yeah. I also remember at the time you came and you said, um, because I had come from a huge district. So Robinson, to me, was a cultural shock. I'd never done a small district or school before. Um, and you said, I, I think I want to take some kids to Europe. You know, and I went, oh, no, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but we did it. You, I know. You went and got, of course, Jeannie at the time, she was real Right. She was out, you know, go out yeah. in the community, do Live what you the can. life so you can yeah. understand the language because Absolutely. you've lived it. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I still look back and go, I can't believe we pulled that off <laughs> in Robinson, Texas, because the hard part was, is I don't, and we had a huge group, but I think there was maybe only one student who had actually traveled mm-hmm. before and everybody else was yeah. many hadn't even been out of texas no mm-hmm. they had no concept and you know they had the, you know the restriction on the liquids and the gels and you got to take this one quart but you know we actually showed them this is what you got to do but still for for many you, know, yeah. you can't put your hairspray in the back yeah. and you don't know. take the cvs card because yeah. that's not going to work oh my gosh, I remember <laughs> we went through that so many because it had changed you know travel had changed mm-hmm. and uh yeah, we went through all that. But anyway, it was still fun. Uh, I, uh, like an idiot, broke my foot six days before that trip. I felt so bad. And I remember my doctor saying, uh, you're going where? I said, I'm going to Europe. He goes, you got to get out of this trip. I said, you don't understand. I can't. None of these parents and students have ever been to Europe. I said, I can't send a group like that over there with someone that doesn't, you know, really, not you, but the other parents that were going. I said, I just can't do it. I wouldn't want that for my child. Mm-hmm. So I remember, you know, he was like, well, how about crutches? No, cobblestones. Well, how about one of those, you know, little bikes you ride? It's like, 
no, it won't go on the cobblestones. I said, we're going to see the historical buildings. We're not going to the mall, you know. And he was just like, oh. So anyway, we did it and pulled it off. But and oh, it was the my. blizzard year, too. Spring break was the coolest year. Do you remember that? I know. I remember yeah. how cool it was on the train coming up from Spain to France. Yes. The blizzard just blowing and around we, us. Yeah, we get out and there's like snow. When there, at Versailles, I think there was snow mm, on the ground. Right. I remember I that. pictures of the gardens with snow yeah, on top of it. It's beautiful. Yeah. It yeah. was nice. Yeah. All right. So then you're at Robinson three years? I was there three years. Okay. Um, and then um, my friend Esther, who had been right. Midway, contacted me and said, look, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm moving on. Um, okay. So apply. So you did. I did. And yeah. got the job. And yeah. Started change from that small school to a big, big school. Big school. So there's good and bad there. They were good and bad. And, it, like, I really enjoyed at Robinson. We had such close contact with everybody. And That's the positive. We had our Friday lunch. Yes. Um, and everybody yeah. got early and went yeah. to the rocket. Yeah. But, you know, nice. I bought, had to buy a lot of my own supplies because we didn't have a big budget. No, we didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I go to Midway and there's a room that I can, you know, just take some pens, take some pencils, right. <laughs> take what you need. Yeah. So, but I think the access to people is a little bit harder. It is. But fortunately, I fell into a great, a great department. Group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our department is, we, our hashtag is, sorry, we're just the best department out there. <laughs> of course. Of course yes, you are. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was a lot of fun, too. Okay. Yeah. But you, in both those districts, were the only teacher. We call it the singleton. Yes. And so that presents... It's challenges. A lot of French teachers, or you know, German as well. German, right? Small languages that have that problem where right. you're responsible for everything, which well, yeah. has positives and has negatives. It does. I yeah. Mean, so, it, like, how many preps did you have? I had six. See? Um, because we had pre-AP at every level. Yes. Um, plus the regular. Wow. Um, and then also because I was ESL qualified. Um, yes, I remember that. Self facilitator oh as well. Gosh. So it was a lot. Um, a lot, yeah. Challenging, but it kept me on my toes. Kept you on your toes, yeah. And we we're fortunate that they did decide to um, give PLC to a foreign language department. That was big. Um, which really helped because yeah, they gave me think, planning time. Yeah, Robinson tried one year and after that, that was it. And mm-hmm. so we were we just had no time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but make sure you do all the work that the PLCs right. are doing. Isn't that great? Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Well, that was nice. Mm-hmm. So y'all could plan together. We plan together, and even though you know we always joked that we're teaching the same thing, just with different words. So true. We were able to do a lot of things together. Good. Um, Kim uh, Landon was mm-hmm. the, the AP teacher, so we would plan AP stuff together oh, with Shannon, nice. Bullock, the German teacher, and then that's cool. You know, and I could also collaborate a little bit with the ones and twos, and well, we actually did some um, TEFLA, which is a Texas Foreign Language Association yeah, and, um, <laughs> conferences together, where we actually gave lectures on working across the levels and things which is I love nice. that because so, I'm cross-curricular mm-hmm. if at all possible yeah. it's a little tough in Robinson but before mm-hmm. that I was very right. <laughs> cross-curricular yeah so yeah, well, cool. a lot, yeah so how long were you at Midway um I was there eight years okay mm-hmm, so yeah and then and and how was the uh, COVID year what did they ask of you so COVID was very interesting that first spring um uh, with everybody, you know, we closed on completely, went home. Yeah. In fact, I had um, gone home 
And I'm glad I did. I'd gone home to visit my parents in Ireland. My son had recently been married. That's right. Um, so we took his uh, wife to see Northern Ireland and oh sort of God, understand a little that. bit of the crazy that is our family. Yeah. And um, so we had been there, and we actually, our flight back was the day before border shut down. Oh, um, lucky, so lucky. we got to see my parents, which is the yeah. last time I've seen them since COVID hit. And then we also got to get home in time. Right. Um, but I had taken off the week before spring break. And then sure. we had spring break, so I actually didn't see my kids um, wow. since Until then. the following fall, yeah. maybe. And it was tough on the, the students and, and you know on the teachers as well, um, right. because we were trying to work out how to do this. So we started out, you know, with regular lessons, but okay. that was proving to be really challenging for okay. students. So then we took it down to well, let's do like a, a lesson a week. Oh, okay. And that worked a little, a little better. better. Yeah. Um, but we kind of I felt like we pared it down so much that. We lost a lot that year. I think so. Um, right. So in the fall, uh, Midway decided to go back on time. I, I guess we started just a few days late to give us more, a little more planning sure. time. Um, but we were had students who were in class and we had students who they were, were home. Remote. And yeah. it was asynchronous at home. Um, they yes. just had to check in before midnight. Um, yeah. Which, you know, they finally at meetings told us, you know, that doesn't mean you have to be up at midnight. And make sure they checked in. You can check the next day. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Which is <laughs> Thank you. Because I think a lot of us were like, oh, well, Ooh. I need to see. Did this kid check in? Yeah. And then trying to get had to document Yeah, we that. had to document. And we had, yeah. you know, trying to get through the kids that there are two parts to this. There's there's the check-in. Yes, you get attendance. But there's but also the work. You have to do the you work. You have to prove that you're um, progressing. Yeah. So it was tough. And as time yeah. went on, more and more kids came back. Right. Um, so I, I started with that. a good third of my class that was out of school, okay. but by the end of the year, it was just a, a handful in each class, so that wasn't bad. Okay. Yeah. Because to learn a language. It, it's very it's social and interactive, and exactly. I mean, yeah, you can do pieces online, mm-hmm. but to do it all online, I, I It's really hard. It takes yeah. a very special student to be able to do that. Well, that's it. There's just a small percentage mm-hmm. of students who are mature enough and disciplined enough and motivated enough to do it, right? right? And, and I then, don't think I would have been one of those students. No, I would not have. Mm-hmm. I would have second-guessed myself all day long, right. you know, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what I was telling someone said. Um, so what, tell me honestly about remote learning. You know, can students do it? And I said, yeah, there's a small population that can do mm-hmm. it. I said, I don't know that every single course would be successful online. But I said, um, to me, it's like if you're one of those teachers that does a worksheet every single day, that gets boring and it's ineffective. If you're one of those that flips the textbook every single day, boring and ineffective. If you're online every single day and that's all you're doing, it's the same thing. So to me, I think it's you need like, you know, the duality of so in other words, I just think um, the combination of you know working with people, working in small groups, working online, I, I just like that, mm-hmm. and I think it's the kind of the interactive approach. So um, okay, so going back, we were talking about being like the singleton teacher mm-hmm. responsible for the program, right, and and the challenges there. So. I always like to ask people, or when I hear people say, ooh, I, I think I want to be a teacher, I, I have to be honest, in my brain, I kind of go, ooh, ooh, let me think, <laughs> you know, do you have any advice? And I really have to stop and think, because I do want to encourage people to go into the profession, but um, it's not an easy profession, <laughs> you know, once you get into it. Yeah. So, you know, if someone says, hey, I want to be 
a French teacher. What, what do you say to that? I'm going to go for it. Okay. Um, yeah. I still, I mean, even now I'm going to be teaching a few hours a week mm -hmm. just to keep, because I love teaching it mm -hmm. so much. Um, so you just need to keep your mind open. You need to right. relax. Yeah. You need to be prepared to spend a lot of time, mm -hmm. you know, working on stuff. Yeah. But, you know, it's just such a wonderful thing to see those kids get it. Yeah. I call it the light bulb moment. Me too. And, you know, I can't, yeah. That's yeah. what I want to see, and I, so I think that's worth all the work, all, all the work, the, and the all stress, hardship, and stress. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, and lean on the people that are there for you. I mean, don't you know, isolate yourself. Yeah, don't. Yeah, because right. you know you can't do it by yourself. No, you need a team, even if that team's not teaching the same thing. No, someone you can bounce yeah. things off about. You know, things that are going on with the kids, parents stuff. Right. You know, all those things. You can get a lot of the load off you. Yeah. By doing that. True. Yeah. And I think it's good to know that maybe somebody else is walking those steps, mm -hmm. you know, like mm -hmm. if you have a, a difficult parent or student, it's kind of good to know, oh, I'm not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> They're not just picking on me, no. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I try to say that I think where the problem comes in, a lot of people love teaching. Mm -hmm. I love teaching. Mm -hmm. But they find they don't love teaching in the system. Mm -hmm. So you have to learn the system. Right and how to work it. And that's to me the hard part. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that they can really teach that, mm -hmm. you know. And the good thing about being a singleton is you're in that system by yourself. So, I mean, if you, you have to kind more. of twist it a little bit or, <laughs> you know, cut a corner here, right. as long as you get done what you need to do, you know, yeah, you're still doing things. That. Yeah, you're not, right. you don't have six other people and you have to kind of bargain for, you know, because invariably I've, I've been in that, you know, teaching Spanish and you come together as a group, you know, to align and be consistent, which mm -hmm. you have to do. But I found there was a lot of give and take mm -hmm. there. You know, mm -hmm. there's always that one person that's just adamant about teaching this mm -hmm. concept. And you're like, do we really need, you know, yeah. so that's the difficulty there. So I used to joke on the, on the planning days for teams, you know, that I would go and talk to myself. In the mirror. <laughs> so what do you think about this? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But, you know, yeah. Maybe. Well, that was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. So uh, you just retired, mm -hmm. right? Yay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> excited. Hit me next week when everybody goes back to school. <laughs> I'm sorry. <know>. Folks. <laughs> it's true. You're sitting there in August, you know, and people, you'll just see whatever mm -hmm. on, you know, on Twitter and things like that, people talking about what's going on. I'm just, I just, remember that first year I was like oh I don't have to worry about that you know what I mean yeah and I used to tell people I think it'll hit me about October you know that oh I really don't have to do this anymore yeah well congratulations on that so the future what are you doing um so I'm going to be working a few hours a week with the well-trained mind academy oh um, good so it's a homeschool academy out of Virginia. Okay. Um, so I'm going to be teaching middle school French for the first time since Robinson exactly. and then French one, um, one class of each. So that'll be okay. nice. So I'll get the joy of teaching, teaching. without a better system. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. 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 Is this going to be virtual or face-to-face? -face? It's virtual, but it's, um, what do you call it? Simultaneous. They have to be in class. Oh, synchronous. Synchronous. So, yeah. so that'll make it um, right, because it's you can't yeah. do it if you can't have that communication. No, no. and I, I was sad that more districts didn't make it synchronous. I mean, if you've got algebra one at eight oh five, you log in and you're you're in class. Right. So 
that made sense. And that's what me. I advised my kids that were struggling at home. I said, make yourself a schedule like you're in class. Right. You know, and have 45 minutes of math and 45 minutes right. of English. And, and then you right. can contact the teacher, you know, and yeah. talk to them if you need to. Yeah. But anyway, so that'll be interesting. And then the rest of the time, okay. um, we have our little... Farm little farm, here. we call it. It's kind of not really a farm, but well, that's okay. <laughs> you got the um, makers. We yeah. have um, three little goats and know, six little chickens. <laughs> we're hoping to get a couple little mini donkeys. So really, just, you know, cows? No, cows. no, we cows have lots of cows around us. So. I, I did see that. Yeah, well, that's plenty. And I then, think. Um, yeah, a granddaughter. You have a new granddaughter. Yeah, so I love spending time with her. It's She's best. not too far away. So. Yeah. Cool. My kids. Right. One of the kids is here in Waco, and the others are close right. enough by that we can go. That see you could them. get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited mm-hmm. that you retired. I think you're gonna love it, mm-hmm. and I'm so excited that you agreed to do this because so many times when I ask people, they're like, "Oh, they get nervous," and I, I get that. And I tell them, "Really, it's easy. I, I do all the work." So mm-hmm. anyway, I want to thank you again, and I want to say how much fun I had teaching with you. And when you went to Midway. I, I was sad because we kind of had the same philosophy about <laughs> teaching. And, and you're the one I would go and bunch things off. Yes, I know. We, and we do these cool things, yeah. technology, you know, yeah. and the others would be looking at us like, no, we don't want to do that. Like, All right. <laughs> so anyway, but anyway, I want to yeah. thank you for that. And, and that trip, we'll always have Paris. We, we will it. always have <laughs> <laughs> the coldest Paris yes. trip in the world. But we'll have in it. a boot. Oh, am I just my boots. Oh my gosh. If anyone had ever told me again, <laughs> I wouldn't have believed them. So anyway, uh, if you have any questions or comments for me or Jules, just let me know. You know where to find me. And as I always like to say, dare to be a Chihuahua bat. <laughs>